and that, okay, this is where our world yes. views really yes. diverge yes. because I don't believe that we can have a functioning society where every patient each has to know the implications of every medication they're taking so they can fact check the doctor who apparently is willing to be unscrupulous to the extent that they can because they're aided and abetted and encouraged to be corrupt by the existence so of I don't, government I don't, agencies. I don't disagree with you. That Welcome to Keith Knight, Don't Tread on Anyone and the Libertarian Institute. The economist Don Boudreaux responds to this claim called dumb individuals brilliant voters finally the proponents of government intervention are trapped in a fatal contradiction they assume that individuals are not competent to run their own affairs or to hire experts to advise them and yet they also assume that these same individuals are equipped to vote for these same experts at the ballot box we have seen that on the contrary while most people have a direct idea and a direct test of their own personal interests on the market they cannot understand the complex chains of praxeological and philosophical reasoning necessary for a choice of rulers or political policies. Yet, this policy sphere of open demagogy is precisely the only one where the mass of individuals are deemed to be competent. So, in other words, um, you can't run your own life for which you have a lot of information, but you can run the lives of 330 million strangers for which you have no information. It's completely ridiculous. Our choices are not between no regulation and regulation. The reality is people are constantly exchanging information about the reliability of other people, products, services, organizations, companies, corporations, etc. The real options are between, one, a coercively funded monopoly on regulation, and two, voluntarily funded competing organizations. So, an example of number one in America would be the Food and Drug Administration. They get coercive funding from taxation, which gives them no incentive to provide a good product or service. And if people don't like their service, well, they can't opt out of funding them. Also, when government uh, organizations fail, they usually get more funding because they say, well, we, it, it's not that there's a problem in management. We don't have a problem with our business structure or anything. We just need more funding. It's really the taxpayers' fault for not giving us enough. It, it, it of course, is uh, never them. Also, the FDA has a monopoly in who gets to produce and trade what in the economy with regard to food and drugs. So if A and B are consenting adults and they want to make a voluntary exchange, but the FDA hasn't given it their stamp of approval, the state is going to side with the FDA and forcibly stop two consenting adults from making a voluntary transaction. I mean, the, the my body, my choice people are nowhere to be found when it comes to the uh, tyranny of the FDA. Uh, we, we always hear about how evil monopolies are in the private sector and how they're going to gobble up competitors and then jack up the price and give us no other options. But when it comes to like the FDA or taxation or the money supply or any form of regulation or compulsory uh, education or the money supply, uh, then they say, uh, yeah, monopolies are absolutely mandatory. We can't uh, have, can't have any competition, or even single-payer health care. One of their biggest issues is literally one group having a monopoly on health care. Single-payer. Not poly-payer, not multi-payer. Single-payer. They literally advocate a 
monopoly. Uh, so, you know, they, they strongly oppose needing a driver's license in order to vote, but they'll happily uh, require you to have thousands of licenses before you can operate a business. It's, it's the big lie of uh, th- there are no costs, there's no downside to uh, all of these thousands of licenses and regulations you have to comply with. It doesn't affect the poor. It doesn't restrict output. It doesn't lower the supply, which increases the price. It just keeps uh, people safe. But if you need one driver's license to get into that voting booth, well, then basically the black population of America is never going to have a say again. It's, uh, It's all backwards. Examples of voluntarily funded competing organizations in the consumer protection or regulatory sector would be places like Yelp, uh, Consumer Reports, Good Housekeeping, a number of different catalogs, even YouTube. You have a lot of content creators dedicated to reviewing products and services and making how-to videos. Uh, You have certificates of authenticity. This is a seal or small sticker on a proprietary computer program, t-shirt jersey, or any other memorabilia or artwork, especially in the world of computers and sports. It is commonly a seal on paper authenticating a specific artwork which is made to demonstrate that the item is authentic. These are also known as product certifications. We have places like Underwriters Laboratory, a global safety certification company headed in Northbrook, Illinois, maintains offices in 46 countries established in 1894. Also, there's a number of SSOs, standards, setting organizations, an organization whose primary function is developing, coordinating, promulgating, revising, amending, reissuing, reinterpreting, or otherwise producing technical standards to address the needs of a group of affected adopters. Also referred to as network standard organizations, if you uh, would like, there will be a link in the description of technical standard organizations. Now, with all of these organizations, they are made of imperfect people, and there's a lot of shortcomings. So, what Sam Cedar and his types will often do is engage in the unobtainable perfection fallacy. When the arguments for and against courses of action are assessed, it is important to remember that the choice has to be made from the available alternatives. All of them might be criticized for their imperfections, as might the status quo. Unless one of the options is perfect, the imperfections of the others are insufficient grounds for rejection. The fallacy of unobtainable perfection is committed when a lack of perfection is urged as a basis for rejection, even though none of the alternatives is perfect either. So Sam Cedar isn't making a good point when he says, well, Standard & Poor and Moody's and Dow didn't see the financial crisis of 2008 coming with Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns. Therefore, a private uh, industry regulation is completely unjustified. Well, the Federal Reserve wasn't talking about it either. They're the ones who should be, you know, allegedly protecting us from all this terrible stuff. And, of course, there were people in the private sector warning about this, such as Peter Schiff in uh, his excellent book, Why an Economy Grows and How It Crashes. Uh, People like Ron Paul, of course, were talking about the uh, overinflated housing bubble long before it burst. So the fact that you might be able to find many imperfections in those organizations that I listed is not a justification for the state having a coercively funded monopoly on regulation. 
The major reason that the free market approach is superior, both morally and economically, to the statist or the Sam Cedar approach to regulation, consumer protection, employee protection, business you know, protection, is they do not recognize the legitimacy of the only regulation that actually matters, the freedom to disassociate with bad actors. Even in the private sector, they'll often refer to this as discrimination if your refusal to associate applies differently to some groups than others. But uh, the main example is the state. You have to fund the state to the tune of trillions of dollars, and the state is constantly bailing out its friends in the private sector. So you can have all the regulatory studies of what's safe and what works and what's good long-term and what's good short-term. If you don't have the recognized right to not chip in for things that are evil, immoral, or things you just don't like, you, of course, have the right to, but Sam Cedar doesn't recognize that. The ultimate check and balance is the ability to disassociate with bad actors because Sam Cedar doesn't recognize that uh, his philosophy is uh, completely unjustified. My friend Ace Arcist on Twitter says, As long as the state exists, you will never properly be able to answer who watches the Watchmen. So in other words, when they say, well, people are imperfect and there's criminals and there's greed, so we need regulation. What species do you want doing the regulating? They're just as corrupt and unjustified as uh, anyone else would be. It's the equivalent of saying um, marriages are imperfect, therefore the Catholic Church should have a monopoly on deciding who gets to marry who for what reason. Well, the, the, the Catholic Church is just made up of people. They're also imperfect, so why should they get to rule? Maybe if they want to have some guidelines and we could delegate to them, like you would in a free market regulatory setting, well, then that would be justified and people can choose to associate or not to associate or choose to fund them or not to. But when it comes to one group having a monopoly on regulation, you can never answer who watches the Watchmen. Only a voluntarily funded competing organization, rule of law, can address such a shortcoming. Larkin Rose puts it best in his book, The Most Dangerous Superstition. If human beings are so careless, stupid, and malicious that they cannot be trusted to do the right thing on their own, how would the situation be improved by taking a subset of those same careless, stupid, and malicious human beings and give them societal permission to forcibly control all the others? Thank you for watching Keith Knight. Don't tread on anyone and the Libertarian Institute.